What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of Power Ups and Power Bombs. I am Drizzy. And this is Ariel. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. It's been a long week. Thanksgiving week. Yes, it's been a very long week. Yes, I figured we'd do a little bit of, of wrestling today and then try to get into our Power Ups part, our anime. All right, so where are we going to start at first? Let's start with Survivor Series. How did you like Survivor Series? Okay, so um, like when I was talking to my husband, I gave it a C plus. Really? Yes, It there were some bright spots, but then there were some spots that, I mean, I felt like that I felt like they kind of rushed a, a few matches. Some of the matches were just a little too rushed for me. Uh, I just gave I it a feel, I didn't think they were rushed, but you can tell that they're just like middle of the in between storylines. Yes, because it's kind of, it's not a lot of heart, a whole lot of building up you can do in between brands. Like I think the one that had the biggest build was probably what the Street Profits in New Day, which yes, probably was one of the best matches of the night. I think that I was, kind of said that would be match tonight. Yes, you did. You did last week. I was definitely wrong in my predictions on the most for the most part. Um, I just feel like with the the men's traditional Survivor Series match and the women's, it it could have been better. I mean, SmackDown didn't put any raw person out on the men's side. I knew that was gonna happen with the raw one. They built that team up. They that story went on way too long. Like I think the first week when they announced Survivor Series, they were already building for it. Yeah. And the women's okay. I don't hate what they did. I just hate how they did it. Okay. I'm, I'm I, I needed you to elaborate on that because you said that and you said that in the message. I was like, okay, so elaborate please. So, I understand the way they've been building this whole thing up, Lionel's gonna come out on top. Mm-hmm. When she got in and started going with Natalia, I was just assuming she was going to eliminate Natalia. Mm-hmm. And then they made her get out and stand on the step. And then she was out there for the rest of the match. Like, they could have gave her at least one. She could at least get the last elimination. Right. Like that whole situation could have went. Bianca could have eliminated Shayna, then eliminated uh, Naya, and then roll up Bianca for the win. I mean, just give us something. Because, I mean, just standing out there is just kind of degrading to me. The, the whole storyline is built around bullying, and she's not getting her come-ups to me. No. I thought she would have, but no. they. I want to say, but the bright spot in that, how good did Liv Morgan look? That made her look really good. Liv Morgan, uh, most of the women on the SmackDown side looked really good in that match. Except for Bailey. <laughs> Well, but we, we know knew what that Bailey can do. I knew that I knew Bailey wasn't planning on standing there too long anyway. But I mean, Liv looked good. Ruby Riot actually could have pinned Shayna Baszler. Yes. Like she had her down for a three count. She just passed out in it. So but all the women looked good except for Lana for some reason. I don't understand why they 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 need if they're gonna build her up, I feel like they need to go ahead and give her some wins, give her some good quality matches instead of just being eye candy out of town. She wants to do the work. I don't know if they don't give it to her. Well, we'll talk about Monday Night Raw in a little bit too, because you know that was kind of in itself yeah. a little. Yeah. 
Is it? Do you have any other highlights of uh, Survivor Series? Well, Roman versus Drew. I like that match. It was. Uh, I felt like it was like I said. I felt like it was a little rushed, but I only felt like it was a little rushed because we knew the Undertaker's uh, tribute was coming. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know about this dynamic with Jay and the, the whole, you know, him coming out and interrupting a match. I mean, I knew something like that was going to happen, but I was hoping it would have been the Miz. I, you know, I was hoping that it would have been the Fiend or somebody. Like the Fiend did not show up at all. Yeah, I really, I, I was wondering about that one too. That's one of your biggest money draws, and he wasn't even on the show at all. But I guess in something like that, would he really? I guess this this is the part. This is one of those times when. The mystical stuff doesn't really intermingle in brand warfare. True. But, well, we'll see at TLC. Yeah. And then the whole Jay Uso thing. I'm a fan of what Jay's been doing, and I do like what they've been doing. But I'm not sure. I feel like they're trying to force him in now. Mm-hmm. Like if Roman's gonna be this super bad, bit a uh, big bad bully of a heel champion. He shouldn't need to do all that, but I feel like they're trying to shoehorn him in. Mm-hmm. Now, what they it was like, we'll get into SmackDown a little bit, but what they did with Jay tonight, I do like that. But, yeah. and then we did get our, uh, our, I guess you call it a tribute to The Undertaker? Yes, we did. Like, the. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to critique it because he's the Undertaker. Yes, but it was like super short. <laughs> well, my husband and I, we had two different opinions about it. He didn't like it. He said it should have been saved for when the crowds came back. I kind of understand why WWE did it because you know he premiered at Survivor Series 1990. Mm. He's going out Survivor Series 2020. I mean, I did cry. I mean, it was teary-eyed, especially when, you know, they did the hol- the hologram of Paul Bearer. Oh, uh, yeah, that got me too. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, no, there was no way. Um, it was short. And I didn't like, you know, it was kind of weird that they brought out all these superstars, the, you know, the, the, the BSK crew, they brought them all out, but nobody said anything. Exactly. I said, that was one of my big gripes about it. Like, well, why would we bring everybody out? Y'all could have had a party afterwards. <laughs> now, Vince McMahon coming out and, and talking and getting choked up, that was that was touching. But, I mean, I would have preferred for them to all come out and say a little bit, like say some words. Yeah, maybe you could have paid, like, I mean, it, y'all own the network. It's not like this is, like, USA or Fox where you have to pay for every minute you go over. Right. This is like on your own personal thing. Like I'm, pre- I, don't, I don't even know. Do they still sell the pay per views anymore? You know what? I heard that they are going back to that, but I think they, yeah, I think they are because I seen on Direct TV that they were bringing back wrestling. I think WWE because they're losing money in, on the network. But I think they are. But I mean, but they could have paid. I mean, they really could. They really could have. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like it was a three-hour pay-per-view. It was maybe two, maybe a two and a half. They had. That's why I felt rushed. I said they had all types of time. They could have did more. But 
It is a it's and then they and then the same package they played then they've been playing all week long. It's been on right. Raw, it's been on NXT, it's even been on SmackDown. So they couldn't give him a better tribute, like another different tribute. I mean, I would I would have liked if they would have did like what they did with Shawn Michaels, you know, and Ric Flair yeah. like the night after the, everybody. Then that's when you get like the gig pump and circumstances and everything comes. Everybody coming out and. Give him his last round of applause and everything. But I think in the era of COVID, you can't. I mean, they didn't want. I guess they just didn't want everybody standing up there at the top of the ramp clapping. I guess I don't. You know, probably, I mean, we got some probably, good backstage pictures though. Yeah, that is a good point, probably. And that is a lot. That was a lot of old people in one place. So. Yeah. I was shocked when Ric Flair came in. Like, man, now I know we got a problem. Uh, yeah. I was like, dang, uh, can we have Ric Flair in a mask, please? Like, none of them had on masks or nothing. And I think the youngest person ever was maybe Jeff Hardy. He like 50-something. Yes. Well, I don't think he's 50. He's like maybe, what, late 40s? Probably. Yeah, because I think he was born in like... he's He might be close. He's probably born in like 72 or something. Yeah, no, he was... He was what, the other people was old when he came out, so... <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, Don't let Bernard hear you say that. The Undertaker was old. He just carried it with, way better than some old wrestlers. Like Hulk Hogan, he looked old, but oh, oh god, this Hulk is, Hogan. This is our subject, but I seen online where the Undertaker, where Hulk Hogan said he had a, a place in taking, make, big, uh, bringing the Undertaker up. I I don't agree with that, but okay, well, you know, whoever wants to. Uh, it's Hulk Hogan. I, you know, I've I've lost respect for him. Uncle Terry be out here telling them stories, y'all. <laughs> Uncle Terry, yeah. let let Uncle Terry tell it. He invented everything. He invented wrestling. It wasn't. He was back then. There gave them my ideas. Oh, we were definitely wrong about Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I just looked him up. He is seventy. I mean, he was born in seventy-seven. He is forty-three years old. Oh, he's early forty. Yeah. So yeah, he's was, yeah, he's yeah, that was the youngest one out there. So but I will say this though, when I seen the Godwins and then I seen Savio Vega, I was like, oh my god. Yes. Yeah, I did I marked out for Savio Vega. I really it was like, hey, you like you still go. He does. And the crazy thing is he's so he was so underrated and they did not use him properly. You know, now I'm an adult and look back on mm-hmm. it. When I was a kid. Like, I liked him because he was so fun and and there was a lot of that, them in that scene. Like you get Savio Vegas, the D'Lo Browns, the Owen Hart's, all of them were not used correctly at all. No. Uh, but let's jump in the raw. Uh, you have any ups and downs on raw? Okay, so raw. Honestly, Raw was a little bit painful to get through. First and foremost, that whole beginning where everybody on Team Raw was out there, and then we get Braun Strowman gets suspended because he put his hands on Adam Pearce. Uh, that was long and painful for no absolute reason. I feel like they could have did that a whole in a whole lot shorter way. Exactly. So, but I will say this: Adam Pearce making those matches to qualify to take on, you know, to what it's going to be a triple threat match this Monday. And then they see who's going to take on Drew at what TLC. Yeah. Okay, that was good. Yeah, that, that was up. That was a plus. I do love it. That's something they haven't done in a while. They need to keep like start doing more of instead of just giving away title shots. 
Well, I'm thinking Adam Pierce is the king of uh, tournament style wrestling because he's done it quite a bit yeah. so far since he's taken over. It's like he's, I mean, like Teddy Long was the king of what tag team, but this man is the king of tournaments. Like, and I like it. it they need to keep going. You know what? That just kind of it makes sense because Teddy Long was like a manager with tag team for a long time. Yes. So of course he's gonna be tag team wrestling guy, and then Adam Pierce was in Ring of Honor for so long. That's all they did with tournaments. So, and he was in New Japan for a little bit too, and that's all they did most of the time. So that it makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's a good connection. It makes sense. I noticed that, like I said, like for the past couple weeks, I'm like Adam Pierce has been doing it on SmackDown and Raw. It's tournament style wrestling. You earn your spot into it. They should have been doing it a while ago. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it leads to like King of the Ring soon. Someone said that it might happen. I hope so. But I will, I will say this though: pairing Oscar with Lana. I don't know. It was it was Lana did pretty good wrestling, but I I don't know. I just didn't. That match didn't click for me very well. They did the match before, and it looked way better the last time. But I think it was just because they were in a, in some type of rush to get the Shayna Baszler, uh, mm-hmm. Nia Jax thing going. Right, but I know this is gonna lead to some type of where Lana's gonna get the women's tag titles. It's just a matter yes. of with who. It's probably gonna be with Oscar, and so Oscar's gonna be two belt Oscar. Oh Lord, Oscar with the two belts because they love giving giving them all two belts instead of like building up the other women in the division. But I will say this off subject though with. <laughs> with Sasha and Bailey, they carried the show for those months that they, they did. You know, they were together. They did, but I kind of looked at it as a bit of a different circumstance because Bailey and Sasha are also bigger stars than Juana. Mm-hmm. Oscar's up there too, but she's like a, like one step below Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. And then yes. Sasha and Bailey, that was also, since it was also leading to a bigger storyline. It made a little bit more mm-hmm. sense and it made you care a little bit more. I don't necessarily care yeah. about this as much. Like I want Lana to get her due, but I kind of wanted her to do it on her own. Like if she was to sit yeah. there and get a tag team partner and they knock off Naya and Shayna and not be Oscar, I'm a hundred percent on board. Right. I mean, and they've been doing a good job of creating tag teams. Like Mandy and Dana. At first, when I seen them, I didn't like it. But the more you see them together, they start to match all the time and everything. They're looking like a real tag team. I'm starting to like you now. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to keep them a tag for it. I don't think they're going to keep them together. Now, Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, I don't like it. I don't. That was a stupid breakup. Because I don't understand why they broke up the Iconics to put her back in another tag team. Exactly. But you got uh, Billy Kay out here, like, literally – Here's my uh, my headshot. You know that's getting old. That's not good. Is, Someone needs to tell. It is getting old, but I think Vince probably thinks it's a jump. It's hilarious. So she says, "Hey, keep keep doing that. Keep doing that." Right. Well, her her voice is annoying, so I think that's what kind of ups it up a notch to make it seem like it's entertaining, but it's not. That was the whole. <laughs> that was the whole dynamics of the iconic stuff. I love that part because Billy was the personality and Peyton was the ability, and together they just clap. They just meshed so well together. And they played off of each other too. So it's like when Billy had the annoying voice, Peyton raised her voice to be annoying too. Yeah. It's like they remind me of like a female Edge and Christian. Yes. 
I mean, that the era awesomeness. And originally, when they brought the women's tag title, I thought that's what it kind of gonna be like, where you have your female edgy Christian, you probably end up getting to somewhere where you have like a female triple threat ladder match or something. Just build up those belts more than what they have. Yeah, because let me tell you, right now, if you look at WWE's women's tag team division and you put it against what AEW is trying to put together, and then you put it up against what TNA has, oh, then, or Impact, I'm sorry, Impact, Impact's killing they it. Are, they are, the, the tag team division, <laughs> you can lock that one up. TNA Impact has that one. <laughs> that is Because Kiera and uh, Tasha Steels, and we could talk about Impact in a little bit because I watched it, but they are killing it. Like, and, I mean, their whole women's tag team division is killing it. Period. I, I love the tournament they're doing. They brought back Jazz. <laughs> I know. I was excited. Like you know, we didn't get off. When I heard Jazz is coming back, like man, she wasn't even retired a whole two months. No, not even two weeks, because she just announced her retirement like last week or week before last. Like, like hey, I'll take it because I love Jordan Grace. I've been watching her for years. She is a star. I can't wait till she gets on a bigger platform. I love with the, uh, when they have uh, what they're doing with Sue Young. They're, I will go out and say that Impact's women is the second best Ross, uh, second best women's division in all of wrestling. Yeah, yes, just fi- just behind NXT. What I because I let's say NXT is going to be separate from WWE. <laughs> They're let's just go ahead and give them their own network deal. They are their own separate entity because it's. Impact, like I've been watching it more and more. Like I've been finding myself t- tuning in on Tuesday nights, and it's like the the women's the knockouts tag team, like just for the belts, and they're building it up into a pay per view that's not going to happen until January. I mean, it's crazy, and it, and it has me invested, and that's crazy because it's like they're not going to fight for these belts until next like next year. So. But it's like I'm, and then it's like I look at Raw's women's division, and I was like, WWE, y'all have way more women. I know that I think Naomi is still hurt, and she's still dealing with whatever surgery she just had. I know that Becky is due like any day, any time now. Charlotte, we don't know when she's coming back. I had I thought she was gonna come back on Monday. I actually thought so. Like when we seen that little commercial package right before the paper pay per view, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe Charlotte's coming back." No, <laughs> I don't know with that whole situation because you know that that kind of got affected in the whole Selena Vega going thing. Because mm-hmm. I think Andrade was supposed to be coming back too, and I guess she might not. She's holding out to find out where he goes, and if they figure out where he goes, she's going right behind. So that's possibly what's going on with that. True. That that could be. Oh, I didn't even think about that for real. Yeah. But it, it didn't he get he got drafted to Raw. He still stayed on Raw, it right? Is, Him and uh, drafted. So right now they just got okay. listed as a free agent. And, and they're saying that they're trying to repackage him. So who knows what happened with that? If he oh uh, don't. Re- I hope he goes back to NXT. Really, but. Yeah, don't repackage him with Charlotte though. I don't want to see that. that, I think that's where the issue becomes because Charlotte did her NXT thing and it doesn't really need to happen again. And since Mm -hmm. we're in the COVID thing, we can't be jumping back and forth like we normally do. No, because, you know, 
Raw, um, Raw and SmackDown are moving out of Amway Center soon. They're going down to Tampa. Right. So I don't know how that's going to go as well. Well, I mean, uh, they're, since they're, they're uh, doing it, like it's only working one day a week. So I guess it, yeah. I mean, it's so, just like a little road trip up the road. So how do you feel about the tag? The like not I'm talking not the tag, but the the tournament itself for the impact. Keith Lee and Bob. Well, I'm talking about Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley. I loved that match, but I feel like it would. They weren't going to do much on Raw. If they were to do it on pay per view, it probably would have a whole lot better. Very rarely do you see. Bobby Lashley with somebody that strong. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the pairing. I like the pairing now. And then, and plus that match, I this is my theory. I think something happened when Bobby went to give Keith Lee that that little full Nelson onto the not full Nelson uh, fireman's carry onto the pole because after yes. you see blood dripping down his head, and I think he might have been. I think they were worried about a concussion, so they went ahead and just like did that where MVB came in and attacked Keith Lee. We said the same thing because it was like it was weird because MVP has never gotten involved like yeah. that, like not that quick and not that rushed. And it was kind of like, well, something has to be wrong with Bobby for that to right. happen. I'm glad you brought that up because it was it was weird that MVP got in like that and just like took a cherry and was like, well, wait a minute. Like, what are like, you doing? Attack, you see, Bobby didn't do too much still. No. So that's just making me think that that, that ended like that. And it probably wasn't supposed to end like that. Well, I mean, I think Keith Lee was probably going to win anyhow. Um, but it was just like it made Bobby look a little weak. And I didn't like that because, you know, the Hurt Business, I feel like we're building them up. Again, What I mean, by the way, where the heck was Retribution? But I guess they're in my it's it's done a thing with raw. <laughs> like they'll they'll take two steps forward and then five steps back. Like they yes, that's kind I, of the yes. reason why the hurt business is in the issue that they're in now. Because they don't have anybody to go against really. No. Like they can't like they got the US title. They can't like they've just lost two times back back to back to the new day for the tag titles. MVP's managerial, so he's not gonna be doing too much. And mm-hmm. oh my God, can we talk about the whole exchange between Matt Riddle and MVP? He yes, made, I like, I like it though. Riddle made MVP break characters. Yes, he did. <laughs> that was horrible. That was oh, that was hilarious. I loved it. I it like we've been going around my my house the whole time. My wife tell me so I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think I Riddle annoys me, like. But it's that character works the character for him. Works, but it uh, the character works his in ring works as a person. After I uh, when we hear yeah, the full story about everything that he's going through, then we'll make a, a, a some assumptions. Then, but I rather just keep him strictly in the ring at the moment. Well, I was gonna say because if you want to touch on it. I rather let's stay away from it Okay, I think the speaking out movement. Because I don't for that for that I wanted to give it like a full amount of time instead of like this little touch and go that we're doing right now because that doesn't. I was about to say because 
somebody some people might not agree with me on his on his speaking out movement but it is what it is but i mean his character i think even in nxt annoys me i hate when he kicks the shoes off that annoys me for some I'm reason i don't know why Exactly. I'm like Morrison had to build up to that slow mo. John does more things that need slow mo in general than he does just kicking his shoes off. We need to talk. We need to do a whole podcast about how John Morrison John is. Morrison is the most underappreciated wrestler in WWE. I said it. <laughs> Thank you. I said it. You you said it, and I seconded it. And I'm pretty sure if Bernard was here, he'd throw it. Would, but I. That, that's something for another time. So, uh, let's yes. hit AEW real quick. Yes, I will tell you right now. I was not happy with AEW, and I'm so mad that I chose to watch AEW over NXT. And then I'm looking at the comments from when we was all messaging each other, and y'all watched NXT, and I felt like I got robbed, so I had to watch right. NXT like two hours later. And I'm like, I should have watched Let's NXT. See, I stopped watching. AEW. After the Moxley, uh, after the Moxley, the, after the contract signing, if if you want to call it that, I should have, I should have stopped after that. Now the one good spot in AEW was they exchange with Taz and Cody. Yes, I love when Cody went below the belt. I was like, wait a minute, you, you know Taz is straight hood. I mean, and, but the best part about it is they didn't do everything on microphone, so you could tell when Taz is pissed, he puts the mic down. It's like, okay, you crossed the line. I can't believe you even did that. Yeah. It just makes it sound that more intense. Like, oh shit, is this really supposed to happen? Like, of course it is, but that you just it takes you out of it for a little bit. Cause to me, Taz and Eddie Kingston are two of the like to me, even they're more hood than the black wrestlers on there. They no, you well, why is your son training with me? I was like, Cody, you done stepped in, you done stepped in the boo-boo right there. And he got you. Choked you out. That was stupid on his part, though. (laughs) That and Moxley and, oh, my God, that, those were the two bright spots. And, I mean, I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I didn't know that uh, Brandy was hurt. Yeah, that's what happened last week uh, with Jay stepping on her arm with the chair. Mm -hmm. She was supposed to be out, so Mm -hmm. Brandy wasn't going to be there. So that's why it made sense that Jay wouldn't be there. But but it would have been nice just to get something because it's like well, y'all can't I, AEW, you can't give us this and then just take well, it away from us. Vicky thing was supposed to be because that kind of was a recap of it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was very <laughs> in the air. It wasn't like, hey, this is what we did to you last week or nothing. It was just kind of like she touched it but went on. Yeah, but it was kind of like I wanted to see Jade, and it was like. Or even if Brandy was hurt, I you know like do something like what WWE does, and I know everybody's like, oh, AEW doesn't need to steal from WWE, but do something where Brandy's like at home chilling, and then just cuts a promo at home, being like, you know, and then give us the more sassiness because even last week that little chair stomp and on the arm, I was like, y'all could have gave us a little more. That the promo at the top of the stage was more. Then let's pan backstage and see what the pandemonium is. And it's like, that was short. And then last week we got nothing. So it's like, I don't even care that Shaq's coming. I don't even care about that. I care about them too. And it's like, it's good to see a good beef between black women. I mean, that's what it is. I'm all for more melanin on TV. I do love that. Exactly. 
I just wish it was being done a little bit better. But I mean, this is also where the inmates run the asylum. So they're giving suggestions. It's like, well, if it sounds good, it'll make TV. If it don't, we'll try and tweak it till it does. This isn't like WWE yeah. where the writers are like, okay, this is what you guys are going to do, which is. As, as, as AEW continues to go on, I see why WWE has writers. It's just the writers are too yes. much yes. right now in WWE. And maybe there need to be a couple of writers well, in AEW. Well, I think with AEW, it's because, you know, like I, and I just found this out, like I was listening to somebody else's podcast, but then I looked it up and found it out that what's your name is over the women's division. And I was like, okay, oh, so oh, that makes sense why she doesn't. Yeah. Yes, Kenny Omega is over the women's division, and I have nothing against Sheeta. It was I was glad to see her defend her title, but against Anna Jay, it is what it is. That match was very, very, very lackluster. They've been building um, Anna Jay, but that wasn't the time to use her. I like Anna Jay though, I do, but I think there should have been a beef with Brandy, and it should have been a longer beef with Brandy than it was. And it's like, I think, is Brody yes, Lee hurt Brody, or Brody what's Lee going on? Hurt. So that's why they okay. got John Silver and okay, Evil Uno so. doing like most of the talking. Okay, and I love John Silver. Oh, yeah. Like, I love the Dark Order. Like, I love what they're doing with them, especially on AEW Dark. I love what they're doing with them. But it's like with Anna J, it should have, that beef with her and Brandy was better. Yeah. Like, you giving her a title shot. Well, she like ranked number five or four in line. And it's like, what are y'all doing with Big Swole? Nothing. You know, you're not using your women who are actually pretty good. Britt Baker, nothing. I love Britt Baker. I, I love think her Britt and Rebel. About to be in that situation with uh, Thunder Rosa. So yes, I. Okay, a woman needs to be. We didn't get a woman that needs either. to be over that division. I think that would make the make the world someone... if a woman was over that division. Because. I know under yep. women are stuck in travel ban situations. So they're that mm-hmm. already chops the roster in half. So that's a big reason why you don't see a lot of people like I think Shauna, you don't see Riho no more. You haven't seen they've got a lot of women. Uh, Chris Statland, well, she's been hurt, but there's a lot of women. Yeah, she's hurt. I think she had to have shoulder yeah, surgery a lot or something. Of women that they have signed, but they're from different countries, so they gotta wait. Then mm-hmm. the hottest things that they've had and that they've done the correct way has been Big Swole and Britt Baker. They should have pushed yes. that a little that, bit that more. That old feud. And but it did go for a minute, though. That feud did go for a minute, and it's probably been the longest feud it is, for the women. That was all just because Britt's leg was broken. So, and they yeah. did an amazing job keeping that going, plus keeping her safe and then they should then they had to blow off match and i know that was the host to be that but they could have at least made that into like a number one contenders match and then then you get sheeta versus big swole and Britt baker and stuff like that i'm still trying to figure out why Britt baker hasn't had a women's title match yeah i don't know AEW has kind of made me mad and it's like dang i should have watched nxt because it it was so it was much better. The whole uh, the whole undisputed era versus whatever we're calling Pat McAfee and his band of misfits. <laughs> exactly, that's the word. That's the best. The like, 
Like who is Pete Dunn? Can we talk about how Pete Dunn looks different? My husband says he's a clone like Gucci. Because that is not the Pete Dunn that we that's left off Dunn. with. That's the like, Pete Dunn that's been trapped over in the, uh, NXT UK for the last four or five months because of the whole travel ban. He's he's just over there because he looks and weights <laughs> and and lost yep. a lot of weight. Like he doesn't even look like, like himself. Went quarantine. He went bulked up in his quarantine. Yeah, he like hit the Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig or something. He. Cause he looks so t- his thighs are not even thick like no, they were all, before, like when he was good. Yeah, he's like that match yes. was so good though. But it's Cal O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Was that that was gonna be a good match? Cal O'Reilly, I you know what? Like I love him. I think I, I think that's my man crush for the week. <laughs> Cause I it's like and plus he has like type I think he has type one or type two diabetes on top mm-hmm. of that. So he. I mean, he's an inspiration. Like, he's out there wrestling. And, like, I remember I think I watched something about where they said that he wasn't really supposed to because how bad his diabetes is. And he's out there wrestling. And he's – I mean, that match with him and Finn Balor, A-plus. Like, match of the year consideration. I'll give it that. It was good. Although, didn't you have the, you know, the AEW people talking about, well, that's how. That's not how a match is supposed to go. Neither one of them are supposed to get hurt. But I'm like, it was a really it good a physical, physical match. match. You can't deny but, that. I mean, the NXT UK wrestles like that. You ever seen a, exactly? A Walter has been. He literally caves your chest. <laughs> Walter has been champion for 600 days. Can we give him his honor? 600 I'll give days. Him half honor because he he he. He would have done it no matter what, but NXT UK went down for a little bit with the whole COVID, and then yes. it didn't help with the whole again with the speak out movement. That didn't help either. Oh yeah, because it, it cleared out half their it, not half. It cleared out like I want to say about twenty five percent of their roster, like at least three of their big stars. Yeah, like that situation. But I said we'll get that another time. Um, let's see, we hit. AEW, we said Raw, SmackDown. We haven't hit SmackDown. There we go. And literally, SmackDown. Here we go. That's bad. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad show, but nothing really stuck out other than the Jake. No. Like, it was. Exactly. He attacked Otis. He attacked everybody. Even Sami Zayn won because Jake Uso attacked Daniel Bryan. Like, that was. Yes. It was a creative spot. I love them using the gorilla position like they do now. It's it was I like what they're doing with Jay. But eventually this is gonna have to pay off in something for him. I think it's gonna pay off between him and his brother. And I I, I here I get, I'm reaching. Um because I feel like you got Jay who's sitting over here and wants to do anything to be in the yeah. presence of Roman. But then you remember Jimmy showed up at the pay-per-view talking about, you know, man was, you know, basically kind of being like, now, nah, dude, you don't need to do this. You don't know. You don't need to be like this. Let's go. Let's go home. All right, I have a question. And then Roman was like, you can go home. I don't need you. I don't need losers. Not today. And then it's like, I feel like the payoff might be Jimmy versus Jay. And I think we might get a Jimmy going to, to Raw because Naomi's over there. Do you think Jimmy's gonna mm-hmm. get the same push that Jay has gotten? 
If he goes to Raw, no. And I'm going to say that because I think in the era of COVID, we don't have too many wrestlers for real. I think Jay getting this push was a bright spot. And it's like, it's showing you what he can do. It's kind of like when, when Edge separated from Christian and then, you know, Christian ends up leaving and going to TNA and they both separately look at what Christian did over there in TNA. He became the TNA Mm -hmm. world champion. Look at Edge. Edge got this push. Thanks to Paul Heyman. And I mean, but then again, back then, Paul Heyman was pushing Edge, Ray Mysterio. Yes, the the talent that, and then by then, you know, Eddie Guerrero was a veteran, and so was Ray Mysterio. But I mean, and, and the man who we I don't want to say his name because I don't know if people will get upset, but CB he pushed them four into the stratosphere on SmackDown, and I mean SmackDown at one point in time to me I, at that time in that era with the Edge and Ray Mysterio and all of them, that was the better show. Let's just say, yeah, I just want to point out something. Every time they have a brand spit, SmackDown seems to move up every time. Yes. The barometer moves towards SmackDown every time. Raw, to me, just feels like that. To me, Raw feels like... And I'm a, okay, well, Raw, to me, feels like I'm a Duke fan, so Raw feels like that Duke, the UK, the, U, the UCLA's. And you got SmackDown that's more like, you know, your Gonzaga, your, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those younger, they're hungrier. They're going to go for it. But it's like Raw. It's just like, oh, it's Raw. It's been around forever. (laughs) SmackDown's been around for 20 years now. Crazy. It has. It's wild. But it's one of those things where I don't think if you move Jimmy to SmackDown with Naomi, unless Jimmy joins the, uh, the Hurt Business, which I don't think it's going to happen. I think Naomi will get a chance in the Hurt Business before he will. He's not going to get pushed. He's going to get buried. He's going to be literally there with he'll be John the, Morrison. He'll be the other one. That's exactly what would end yeah. up happening. He'll end up being the other one. That's, that's kind of wild, though, because that's the one they always said looks like he would be the breakout star of the two. And then Jay gets all this, and he's blowing up. He's having five-star matches. I think if he wouldn't have got hurt, he probably would have been. I think this storyline, if if he wouldn't have got hurt, we might be looking at Jimmy. This might have been Jimmy's plug-in. You know what I'm saying? They hurt, might have. They would have. They would still be on. They would be on Raw, and we wouldn't even see this crossover. No. It was like, and I and I I'm pretty sure had, most of this is because Roman's like, hey, I want to work with him. Just giving this one match, and this one match turned into a whole feud. Yeah, like it's almost Kofi Kingston esque. It's just Kofi yes. has a whole lot more of a build than what Jimmy got. I mean, what Jay got. Well, because Kofi played that whole, and he didn't play the race card. Because I hate when people say, "Well, Kofi played." No, he didn't. Kofi has been in the company at that time for 11 years. He's paid his dues. I mean, he's been in tag teams that didn't work out. To me, him and Evan Bourne, and look what Evan Bourne got fired. I mean, because they were they were making waves in the tag team division. He, he him and Evan Bourne together. Like him and Punk did that, and then Punk was blew up. Evan Bourne and him did it. Mm-hmm. Bourne got fired. Him and Our Truth did it, and that just happened to be a build yeah. for Daniel Bryan and Kane. So that gave hell no, yeah. Like 
He was always interchange. He was Cesaro. He was Cesaro. Yeah. Which gives me hope that maybe Cesaro will get a push later on down the line. But we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> well, and where is Cesaro? Is he yeah, hurt? Good attack team with Shinsuke. Yeah, I know. <sighs> they need to separate those two. They really do. Cesaro needs to get to me. What I would like to see is like a not the what was they called the social what was they called the, the social, social misfits what were they the called social, it was like Seamus no you were talking outcast. about was Seamus that was uh it, world elite no that called, was TNA it uh-huh. was like the League of Nations they were called the social outcasts it, it was oh yeah the League of Nations social whatever they were called it, either way it goes that was terrible it was what yeah, him Rusev Seamus. But that's so yeah. because Wade left. That so. was, and then Alberto Del Rio. But we're not going to talk about him either. But it's one of those things where it's like with Cesaro, he send them back to NXT if y'all are not going to use. And I've noticed that too. Like I've seen a lot of the, you know, the dirt sheets and the, you know, the wrestling things. Is that a lot of wrestlers want to go back to yeah. NXT? That's the yeah. But I think the issue is you can't send everybody back there. NXT already big, got a big roster. You can't send everybody back. That's kind of the issue. Yeah, because there's I feel like if you send Cesaro back, if there's I no place Cesaro for him. Where it'd be NXT UK. That's a place that's hurting for people yeah. at the moment. Well, I don't I don't think they're hurting, hurting, but they could use them. They could use that's some star power they could use. They could use Drew McIntyre and yeah. Sheamus as well. I think I'll give Sheamus a shot over there before I think that Drew will go back. Drew's too big now to go back over there. Well, and then Sheamus is Sheamus is older. Like Sheamus he's in his forties. Also, so, his neck isn't gonna be holding up too much longer. Because exactly. he got like those same issues that like everybody else, like Edge and Lita and all of them. Once he has that last surgery, because I think it's what he's holding off for. Once he has that last surgery, it's definitely over and done with. Well, see, when he came back this last time, he had like remember like if you like if you follow him on Twitter or whatever, he had like he was showing like he was going to be a referee, like he had the little mm-hmm. the referee shirt talking about you know come back come back soon. And so I'm thinking he's going to come back as a referee because I mean I know he's up there in age and I mean he has feud with he has feuded with. Cesaro back in the day, and he feuded with, you know, Drew McIntyre back in the day. So I'm thinking, you know, he's ready to ride off into the sunset. Now he comes back full on wrestling. I was like, well, dang, you know, you literally, you literally miss, you know, you misguided everybody because we thought he was coming back as a referee. All right. Let's get into our power ups. All right. I have a question. Now, I asked you earlier. what are your top five? Like you can watch no matter what your top five oh my God. of all time, and you gotta you gotta defend them. You okay, so them. I gotta defend them. And number one, okay, so I'm gonna start with my number five. My oh. number five is Big O. That's a okay. A lot of people don't like Big O, and Big O was very short, but I love Big Big O. It kept me invested, and um. And when I get to my number one, you'll understand. But Big O was like, I worked at at the time when it was coming on. I was working third, like second shift or whatever. So I was getting off work. I'd come home. 
my number one would come on, and then Big O would come on like a couple hours later. And I would say they had me even though it was just literally saying big yes, over and over again. But hey, I still rocked it. Okay, so number four, my number four is a newer one is Yashihime. Yashihime. Is that the volume? Yashihime oh, is the Inuyasha It is good. It's getting good. I'm six, I think there are eight episodes in, but I'm six episodes in, so I'm behind. Okay, so number three is Sailor oh. Moon. And Sailor Moon holds a significant I don't I, I don't hate Sailor Moon. Place in my heart. That, one. that was my first one. Well, because Sailor that, that, that's yeah. what we was exposed to as kids. I remember six o'clock in the morning fighting evil by the moonlight. I was like, six o'clock in the morning, yeah. I'm getting ready for school. That's on. And it had me invested at six o'clock in the morning because I remember being a kid and I'm probably, I'm, I'm 37. So I'm going to tell you my age. I'm 37. So I remember being a kid at six o'clock in the morning when I was growing up. Most of the time, Flintstones mm-hmm. and Jetsons was on. This was different to have something that was girl centric that yeah, was on at the time. It would, come on, it would be Sailor Moon and then Ronin Warriors would come on after that. Yep. Back in the day. Woo. 90s. Number two is Jojo Bizarre Adventures. My husband got me hooked on this. Like I he watched it and I was like, I was that lost. Like the, he I would go to sleep. Like he would watch it and I go to sleep. I don't get high, I get drunk. <laughs> but he now the first and I end up watching, I end up like he was already by the time I joined and started paying attention when he was watching it. He was at Stardust, okay, uh, the Stardust Crusaders. I went back I and watched. The, uh, the first one was what? Phantom. Oh, okay. the, the Phantom. What, I know what you're talking yeah. about. It's, it's the mask thing with Dio and, and, and Joseph. What was this? Yes. And they were growing up together. I mean, he did all those messed up things to Joseph. And I was sitting like, eh. It es- it Dude's a bad. He's a bad. <laughs> He does, and then it goes into uh, Jonathan, and then it was like with Lisa, Lisa, and then they're in E. It was crazy. I ended up watching it, and I was like, okay. So definitely, the second part of JoJo is better than the first part, but the first part you have to watch it because you don't know what's going on. But then if you come in and start us Crusade, and then go and win, and then you got Diamond is Unbreakable. I mean, it's pretty much, and I mean the posing, the the ending songs at the end of the animes are excellent. Culture, I love it. So, yes, and all of the the stands and like the stand users and the stands are named after American songs, and it's like and bands and stuff, and it's like, okay, sign me up, sign me up, I'm there. Okay, so my number one is Inuyasha. There you go. So. My husband just sighed real hard. It's Inuyasha, and you know it. You knew it when you met me. Sorry, yelling at my husband. So Inuyasha is my favorite because number one, like I love, I love the dynamic okay, between um, Inuyasha and wait, Kagome. Wait, wait, and then you Shinomaru go Shinomaru or Inuyasha. Mm-hmm. Before you get any farther, what? Shishomaru or Inuyasha. <laughs> Shishomaru, I love a bad boy. <laughs> I ask all the girls that because it's always it's always Inuyasha every single time. <laughs> no, it's Shishomaru. He's that guy that he doesn't care about you. He's gonna do bad things, but you want to know more. <laughs> He's very toxic. He's very toxic. Yes, yes, but 
if you watch if you watch some of the uh the movies like and then it explains why he got the sword he got and why Inuyasha got the sword he got why the dad gifted them the swords that's what made me fall in love with him any even more because his dad said the reason why he didn't get he got he got Tensaiga and his dad gave Inuyasha Tetsaiga is because his dad said that Inuyasha needed it more because he needed more protecting Shishamaru didn't need protection but his sword like can bring people back from the dead save a thousand demons and Inuyasha can kill a thousand demons yes yes exactly and it can bring back anybody that you want so I mean but it's like I love that dynamic and I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, my dad. My dad was a huge anime fan. Um, he liked like Eight Man and Astro Boy. He liked the old stuff. And then like he got me Astro into Goji Go Thirteen. <laughs> yeah, my, my my parents are old, so my dad was watching like Astro Boy and like I remember Goji Go Thirteen. I remember I used to have to sneak and watch it because there was a lot of nudity and sex in it. And so like. My dad had like a whole bunch of them, and I was like, I was sitting there and watching. I was like, Oh yep. my god, there's sex in here! Yeah, I didn't know they did that in cartoons. <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's you know, and I and, and my dad liked the cure, my dad liked the old stuff, and like what was it, Galaxy Express? He liked all of that stuff. Not against it, I'm not yeah, a mech I'm, person I'm except for with Big O. That's all it's about. Big O and uh, Neon, Ge- Neon Genesis in Vela. Those are like my exceptions yes. to the rule, but I'm not a big mech mech guy. Yeah, like I can't get into Gundam. Like there's too many Gundams. I think Blood Orphan was the only one that I actually could be like, like okay, was, this, this was all right. The original Gundam, but after that, it's like, okay, we got to shift. Right. So yeah, mine, I mean, this is a little bit different. You got some of that in it. So my number five <laughs> is Dragon Ball Z. Specifically, Dragon Ball Z, not Ball, not GT, not Super. All the rest of them are garbage. Just Z, the the one where it takes like ten episodes for Goku to power up because he got to go through his entire backstory of why the Saiyan race got blown up. Like that, I can do that. Yeah. I didn't really care for Dragon Ball. I, I, I mean, I will watch a Dragon Ball Z, but it's one of those things where it's like the filler episodes are what got me. So then I think when I started watching Dragon Ball Z Kai, then it was like, you took out the fillers and it's like, oh God, this is like, weird. Was, I didn't even watch Kai. I didn't even acknowledge Kai because it was just another... Like, my son watches Kai. But that's because kids and they don't have yes, the attention span that we have when we were kids. You want to watch the actual Z? Like I, I love Z so much. I went and collected all nine seasons of it. Like for Z, for You're a dedicated it's person, Z, it's just Dragon Ball Z. Like I had, I have like a GT season somewhere, and it's buried deep somewhere that I don't want. I don't care to see every year. <laughs> My number four. Go right ahead. <laughs> it is one of the newer ones. It is the Promise Neverland. Mm-hmm. I heard that is really good, but I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. Little kids. It is such a deep. It. The first couple of episodes, you're just like, "Oh, this isn't bad." This is kind. Of, it, it it starts off really really slow, but once it gets going, it is. 
clicking on all cylinders mm-hmm. and it's different than what most what you get with most it's not a lot of action it's a lot of psychological stuff but like, i don't want to if you haven't watched it i don't want to break it out like bust out the real issues in it but it's so good it had me reading the manga after it's like one season in after it, that season came i went and started reading the manga and just going deep into that <laughs> Um, number three is I'm gonna have to check it. the whole shebang. That was my first. Like when we when we was watching Toonami and stuff when we were younger. That is that was okay, uh-huh. and but it was I, it never was important. Naruto was me being introduced no. into things being in order, things like these this long ass story making sense. Years later, like, like I'm just, I'm just curious and want to see how you even sit there and create a story like that. And that's one of the shorter ones. See, I was kind of grown by the time Naruto came around, so it was kind of like I tried to watch it with like an open mind, but it was like him, like this. I think it's the dub version is what gets me. I think because even now, if I watch the Japanese version on uh, Pluto TV. Uh, shout out to Pluto yep. TV with all the great channels they have. Uh, if I watch that and it like watch the subtitle version, I'm not as it doesn't make yeah, me sub, like, I, uh, I like the you know a lot better than I like the dub. But said, when I when I was finishing uh, when I back time I got to Shippuden, I was in I was just sub all the time because I used to be a dub person, but like that is what transitioned me into subs. My number two, hold on, yeah, that was my number two. It is, yeah, you're a, a you're a two. One. It's a short one that I don't hear too many people talk about, but I absolutely love it. It's called Tingu Tanga. It's kind of like hmm. a kind of high school type thing. It is a lot of action, and it's got one of those deep backstories too. But it's only like maybe twenty six episodes. I love the action in it. There's like a scene where this black dude named Bob, he literally is fighting like thousands and thousands of people in a bowling alley. Like it's, I recommend it for anybody and everybody. And then my number one, which we have in common, is Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yay! See, I loved it. I loved it specifically because the. I didn't even know what Inuyasha was. I seen a commercial for it in the middle of the day, and it was Moroku rubbing on Sango's butt. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. They should. Oh, like, yeah. What is this? And then I seen it. I was hooked. And then when I went, it was tapping me. To, it's like it's, you watch it at four in the morning, and then it tucks you into bed with that lullaby. Like you see Shomaru walking yes. around, it's singing that little song, and it's just I that is my favorite ending of all time. Like I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now, all the endings to Inyasha, they bop. Like as what's her name? What's his name is Do as Infinity. They like I remember again, I'm old. Like I remember I had the songs on my Zoom, like and I would listen to them, and it was like, I mean, oh my god. Like every song at the end of Inyasha yes. was a it was a it hit. Was just like perfect. I mean, it, it fits so well because at three o'clock in the morning you're sitting there watching it. You're like, okay, guys, it's time to go to bed. They play a little midnight song and you just drift off to sleep. 
it, it, uh, I'm probably gonna go. To, I'm, I'm probably and then gonna you wake up tonight. <laughs> well, I'm gonna catch up on Yashahime. But I mean, it's one of those things where now I do have some honorable mentions. Like I did like Digimon. Are you a Digimon or a growing up? Person? Oh God. Okay, so keep in mind, like when Pokemon came out, I was like twelve, and so Digimon was about I was like thirteen, but I was still watching cartoons. Uh, See, I, I was, was a Digimon Pokemon. person. I I couldn't get into Pokemon. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love Pikachu and I love Eevee. And I had like the little Eevee tool. Like, I have a Pokemon. I, I have a Pikachu necklace that my dad bought me from like one of those flea market uh, sales or whatever, like at the fairgrounds. I have that, but it's like Digimon, I think, grabbed my attention because it was like they digivolved into like crazy things. And then I remember like when I was still working at GameStop, I rented the, uh, the Digimon. Uh, God, which one was it? This cyber, the cyber sleuth or whatever. My husband played it, and like the different evolutions that you could do, it's crazy. And I mean, the game was like a, it was a decent game. I didn't think it was that good, but see, I am not a card game person. Like I remember my god nephews tried to get me into Yu Gi Oh, and that didn't work at all. Like I didn't understand what was going on. And then they were talking about like the blue eyed dragon. You can't use this. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a card person. I've gotten into it. Not a card I, person. I did. I collect. I collected the Pokemon cards, but it was just because everybody else was doing it. I didn't realize there was a game to go along with it. And then Yu Gi Oh came out, and I tried, but the game doesn't really tell you how to use the other cards that they don't use in the show. So that's another one goes down the drain. Yeah. Uh, once I started playing like Magic the Gathering and started with that, then I started, I was able to understand how to play the other ones. Like my son now is getting into Pokemon cards and he's learned how to play the actual game. Like he's pulling me back in, like, okay, so he wants, he had me get a deck and everything and we, done, we play against each other every once in a while. Yeah, I'm not a card person. I want like I want to get into Dungeons and Dragons and actually play like, you know, the whole there's a dungeon master and there's a story. I want to do all that. I've like I want to learn how to do it. Would take the time to even show me anything about that stuff. Because I think it's really time consuming. And I'm like I'm always on the go. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you what got me into wanting to do it. I was watching uh on the DC Network. I was watching like when Xavier Woods and a bunch of them, they was doing like DC characters or whatever, and it was like this huge setup of a school, and it's like you kind of had to guess who everyone was. Like one person was Wonder, it was Catwoman, but it was under a disguise. But you, you kind of learned. It was a whole show. It was like five or six episodes. Shout out to Xavier Woods. He got host of one of on G G Four now. Yes, he did. Did I you did watch the uh, reunion special? It's on YouTube. Announcement for it. The YouTube, I mean, the like the, the G4 special, the Thanksgiving special is really good. Like, I actually liked it. Um, I mean, we got like Morgan Webb, you had Adam Sessler, you know, you had Kevin Ferreira and yeah, Olivia Munn. I'm surprised she was back. Yeah, old girl from Cheats. I can't never think of her name. And she even used that in the whole special that no one really knew who she was. And then wow. Blair, he was back. It was it was great to see them all back. You gotta watch it. And Rob and uh Rob, what's his name? Ron Funches. He hosts it and I love him. 
Let's see. Do I have any honorable mentions? Uh, a lot of my honorable mentions are newer ones. Like, I really like... Have you watched Food Wars? I did when it was on Cartoon Network. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I was tuning into it, and it was it was it wasn't that bad. I, I mean, I'm a fan of Cooking Mama, so I mean, so I watched it on VRV, and that's all subs. So as I'm mm-hmm. going through it, it gets a little more like you know, it gets a little sexual. <laughs> you know when they when they eat the stuff and literally oh all their clothes just explode off their bodies. Like it, like it's it gets really good, and the food yeah. is really good. Let's say we might we might need to do like a top, and that's one of my I think is a top five intro theme too. See, I'm gonna have to give it another watch because I think I I think it's on Fun Funimation. It I think it's be. on the app, so I'm gonna have There's to like give it another watch. Like now, one of my. Now, one of my honorable oh, mentions is Lupin the Third. No one gives Lupin the Third the love that it deserves. And the, thing, and the crazy thing about Lupin the Third is, is that he, like, when they when they redub it, every time it's with the times. Like, I remember when my, because like my dad was into it. Uh, my dad got me into it. Like, in one episode, he was talking about how good Bo Derek looked because that was back in the 70s. So then when they redid it and you watched it on Cartoon Network, they talked about Jessica Simpson. And so things is that they redub it for every time. And it's, I mean, it's one of those ones where like, he's funny. It's like mm-hmm. the, they complete each other. And it's like, you know, he's in love with Fujiko, but then she, she messes them over every time. It's like, when are you not going to trust her? But I mean, that's one of my honorable mentions because it's like it's it's underappreciated. A lot of people don't understand it. Yeah. But it's like you know, he's he's a thief. I think I got it's one a master more. Thief. And then we'll probably call it quits for the night. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, I got into that very like when it came on Cartoon Network, and then they took it away, and I was I'm very upset. I looked for that for so long just so I could see the end of the tournament because I never got to see the end of the tournament. Like, we had our cable cut off, so I missed, like, the fight, the end of the fight with Vegeta and Goku, and I missed that tournament. And I was, like, I think I'm, I'm, well, I'm re-watching it now along with One Piece, which is, I don't know why I decided so waiting life to take on that mountain. <laughs> I gave up. You're gonna be there for like 10 years. I'm at least in Alabasta, so that's at least a good 130 episodes in. So, but as an adult, I'm still watching you and just trying to get back to that. And I'm just catching all these things that I missed back then. I'm like, wow. Yeah, because One Piece, you're going to be there for a minute. There's, it's over a thousand yeah, episodes. You're going to be the there. who helped me with this uh, Black Ramen podcast. They just had their one-year anniversary, and they literally are breaking down all of One Piece's very moment. Because One Piece is still going on right now. I think the next volumes are dropping in January. Yes. Like, my goal is to at least get to at least 300 ep- the 300 episodes by the first of the year. 
Very ambitious. I'm, I'm very halfway. ambitious, by the way. I'm almost, I'm almost halfway there, so I can pull it off at least. I will say this though before we go: the four kids trash. version of One Piece is four nothing compared to what. The only yes. good four kids anime I ever saw on there was probably Yu Gi Oh. I feel like Digimon, Digimon was trash on there too. I would rather watch the sub version of Digimon. Yeah, but well, yeah, true. Because then when you get to the like, yeah, it then no uh, and. I'm gonna say this, and it's probably gonna sound horrible, but Ultimate Muscle wasn't that bad on the four kids. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. <laughs> Boba Bo, Bo, Boba Bo was the worst. And I'll leave it at that. The next one we might have to have a four kids versus Toonami or something. I don't know. No, four kids. Yeah, 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 four kids. Yeah. It's gotta be four kids yeah, versus Toonami. Or Maguzi as the younger, well, yeah. Maguzi as the younger people who are like that. five years younger than me now. All right. Any shout outs? Um, no, I'm just going to say that hopefully wrestling will be better. Like between AEW, NXT, you keep doing your thing. At NXT, you're, you're hitting on all cylinders. SmackDown, Raw, AEW, y'all need to catch up. Impact, big shout out to Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling, you're killing it right now. We finally figured out who shot uh, oh, John E. We finally figured oh, out who I'm shot him. And I mean, um, oh, dude, like the the one he's like he turns like he's the one little redneck dude, but then he turns into the suave dude when you make this weird like have him smell this weird perfume or weird cologne or whatever. Yeah, one of the one of the dinner, the fatter one, the heavier. Oh man! See now I gotta go back. Now I gotta go downstairs and watch it. Yeah, you gotta go watch it. They they get it in. Uh, they did wrestlers court. Wrestlers court, but basically, D'Lo Brown was the judge. You had uh, what's his name? Uh. I can't think of his name, but he was the prosecutor. And then you had uh, Madison Rain was the defendant. Shout out to all of them. They did their thing. Uh, like I said, Impact to me has me watching every week. I can't wait to see Jazz and Jordan Lynn next week. Uh, but that's my shout out. It's Impact Wrestling. Keep doing your thing. You're on Access TV. All right, my shout out. I'm, I'm still watching. Uh, what's your digits podcast? I'm shouting out. The Villains podcast. I know they're a bit on a bit of a hiatus this week. Had some things going on, but they will be back. Uh, shout out Black Ramen. They are a bitch. Black Ramen, the Jabbertooth Podcast Network. All of them have been really helpful with all of the podcasts that I got my hands on because my plate is full. Uh, yes, we Jabbertooth like, is we the best. Like I love them. love them. Like all three all of them. Bernard too. He, we all love Jabba Tears. We love those wrestling girls, the dead ass girl, that uh, the dead ass girls podcast. When they come yes. back, yes, you got you got me on to them. Uh, by the way, thank you. There's so many other podcasts I can't think of off the top of my head. If I forgot to say your name, oh, shout out to the Nation of African American Wrestling. A lot of my news I get from them. Jabari and them are doing incredible things there. 
I think they're they're in the middle of faction wars right now. Shout out to the tribe. Um, uh, shout out to the Ville Wrestling. I love them. They are our local wrestling scene. They got our hands up, their hands in a lot of the OVW stuff. And I think there's another one in Indiana too. Uh, I got to get that from Corey once next time I talk to him. Yeah, there's yeah. another one in Indiana that everyone's Look, talking to, about. I'm so, to, I mean, I'm at. See what, the, what that is so I can shout them out next time. I'm going to try and catch we'll you. We'll Corey on next time. ready to have a, be a father. So, he's getting ready for that. Okay. Yes, we got to get LaBobby. And LaBobby, we need to have her on. So, and shout out to Bernard. He It's Black Friday. So, he working. And he's working his butt off, everybody. So, again, I used to work in retail. So, please, please be respectful to your retail workers. I mean, it's the holiday season. We work. I mean, I've been there, but we've worked really hard. And, you know, we don't want to get cussed out because there's no Xbox Series X's or PlayStation 5. (laughs) With bricks in it, because I was going to do it when I worked at GameStop. But, yeah. For Ariel. And I, good night. See y'all next time.